Get the people what they want. That's what people are crying out. The people want change. The people want reform. The people want to defund the police. I'm sorry. I don't know if I could agree on this. Because this is where this shit gets crazy. Because this is where it all gets crazy. You want to defund the police. I, and put it like this. I believe that the police are out of control. I believe the police are wilding. I believe that there has been a large act of police getting away with unjust things. Large acts of it. Whether it be black on black, black on white, anything. Bad cops is just something we don't want or just people who are just overly aggressive um, for no apparent reason. That's just things we don't want. I'm going to be honest, as a civilian. But as a civilian, do we want no police? Is that what we really want? Or do we want better police? Better policing? Better results from the people we're giving our tax dollars to to protect and serve us? Is Or is that what we really want? Because it's funny, I had this conversation. I had this conversation with a, a, a close associate. And basically, he he's all for defund the police. He's all for it. He feels like that's the direction we should go. The police have too much power. And, you know, this has been going out of a spiral for too long. And he feels that this peaceful thing that we've been doing is the Martin way of getting things done. We need to get more mouth. And I'm like, okay, more Malcolm. How much more Malcolm do we need to get? That's where like I'm lost in the sauce. Because when you look at Malcolm, do you really want people, doesn't matter if color or not. You get what I'm saying? Because I'm black. I'm just saying it just to be like just neutral. But let's just say for the sake of the argument, because Black Lives Matter is what's the topic that's at hand. Let's just say... Do we really want 10, 15, I don't know, people walking around our neighborhoods calling themselves warlords trying to defend our neighborhood? Is that what we really want? Let's really let's 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 talk about this. Because it's easy to say defund the police. It's easy to say it. You know, because that's the one of my favorite quotes. It's easy to say the popular opinion. But what is the unpopular answer? It's wrong. That's the unpopular answer. It's wrong to defund the police. And I'm sorry. And I feel like I come from a very different stance. And the fact that I'm even saying this is just crazy just to hear it from my own mouth. But just to even get on camera and say it. But to be very frank, it's just like, I look at it from this point of view. When it comes to the police, I personally has never had to call the police for anything in my life. I'm not saying I'm some super thug, super gangster, none of that. Just as coming up, whatever happened, happened. We figured it out. We solved it. Nothing that came to extreme measures, violence or murder, just to let anyone listening, hearing this, you know, be rest assured. But at the same time, there was never a need for me to say like, oh man, I need to call the police. It's so funny because the one time that I thought I needed to call the police when something happened, they told me, don't worry about it. I got into like a little fender bender type of accident. Um, I was coming out of the, um, the gas station. Um, the light was turning. I'm just trying to imagine it. So I'm coming out of the gas station like this. And then you have the light right here. So the cars is coming up. So the light is going from green to yellow to red. So the car is coming up and they're speeding. So they eat the light. They eat the yellow light. So I'm coming out creeping. I got my family with me and whatnot. And they just take off my, take off my license plate. Almost take off my, um... My bumper nearly T-boned me if I was if I was a little more heavy-footed on the pedal. And the point is that I called the police, and that one time where I thought I would have needed them in that situation, it was more so something that you could have disputed on your own, just get their license plate, um, call your insurance company, send pictures of the accident, and, you know, just go from there. And I'm like, wow, really? 
I, I just thought that was just, you know, interesting as a as a way for it to be resolved without having any type of police, you know, interaction. Because, you know, I thought, hey, accidents, police, well, that's how it just seemed to be to play, um, portrayed or depicted on TV or, you know, any of these things for over the years. So I just was like, yo, wow, that's crazy. But to just go back to the topic at hand to say, like, all right, bet. So since I never had a need for the police, does that mean that we as a people in the community have no need for the police? And my answer is no. I think that is crazy. I understand the major cities that the police are out of control and they're wowing. And I agree that we need reform. And I agree that the police doing these wild things need to be disciplined and they can't just hide behind the immunity. That's one thing I strongly uh, I, I am for, that the police immunity either be removed or presented in a way when such heinous crimes are seen. And that's the crazy thing. We could only do this for the things that we see. So where's the justice for the things that we can't see or don't see, that don't make the news, that can't get the justice or the, uh, you know, the appeal that it should deserve? So, you know, this just puts us in a very sticky and unusual place. But just to bring it back to the, the, the topic at hand is that, no, I feel like that immunity really protects them. And that's what I, I'm afraid is wrong because they should be protecting us. They're civil servants and they should be protecting us. And this is not me trying to get ahead of myself. No, I'm not on some. I feel like some of my views as of late has become more, more, more conservative only on the fact that I'm supporting some of the things that most of the Democrats are not supporting. And then again, I'm like, this, this, this is not a political podcast. So when I start saying some of my views that the Democrats aren't supporting, it's just that I see things in the news and I'm like, okay, the news is going to try to spin one story and then try to spin another. Like, I'm not going to hold you. I got a whole rant for the news by itself but then again like i said like some of the conservative views that i feel that or some of the views that i feel that may be looked upon as being conservative is the fact that i feel that you shouldn't defund the police you should actually fund them more i don't think you should abolish the police force i think you need more police in some cases especially when you see some of the things happening on the news i definitely don't believe that you need the um the military i don't but you got to understand, it's just that when you look at the news and you watch, depending on what media outlets you're looking at, they're going to spin the story one way. And depending on how you feel or what your views are, it's going to be very different because I'm going to be very honest with you. I strongly agree with the protesting and I understand that, you know, sometimes you might have to get a little bit of rioting and 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 get a little, uh, you know, whatever the case is. But like I said, I think in episode 53, if you're going to riot and get out of control, riot and destroy the government, the police station, you know, things like that. Not not condoning it, but at the same time saying if you're going to because your problem is with the man, the people, you know, they're the ones who are, who are making you feel oppressed or doing you wrong or uh, injustice or disservice. But when you go vandalize and loot the local businesses and people who may be in support of what you're doing, who may look like you, I, I can't fully I can't fully justify that. And when you see CNN and them talking about they supporting the, the the rioters and and all that, I'm like, bro, like it's one thing to say you supporting the rioters when it's another thing until they destroying your stuff. And then then it's my favorite line: Who you gonna call? Wait, wait, you gonna call your local warlord? <laughs> like let's like let's get real right now. Who are you gonna call when when things get real? When things get real, they vandalize, they rob you at gunpoint because the rioters and looters are getting out of control. Who you going to call? The police. And when the police come, they start wowing. Or at least in most cases, the few clips that we do see, they're out there wowing. I'm not going to hold you. Living in a big city has got to be horrible. It's got to be horrible. Not only for the people living there, but for the cops. Because you're so many interactions a day with people, some good, some bad, you don't know what, you know, what could possibly be. 
You don't know. You don't know. I'm going to be honest. I think I said this on the podcast before, but I'll say this again, man. Until you really look at the job that a police officer has and what they do, you really got to take a step back to really, like, for the good ones, and I'm only speaking on behalf of the ones out there protecting and serving their communities and keep on keeping them, keeping the people and the children within them safe. Like, bro, that job is crazy. How many jobs do you know signing up that putting your life on the line is one of the requirements? You may not come home to see your family tonight. It's just one of like the regular casualties that may happen with having this job. Just think about that. Like, just really let that like marinate. Like, Man, that's crazy. That's like crazy. And then it's like, yo, and then on top of that, the things that you may see that other people may only get like a visualization of or dramatization of. Like, imagine the cops on the hunt for some of these serial killers. Some of these infamous serial killers that we may read about. These Ted Bundys. These, um... The, um, I, I, I don't know. There's so many to come come to mind, man. The Charles Manson. Not really Charles Manson. He was like a, a leader or whatnot. But at the same time, it's like just knowing that you, you, you're you on the hunt and that you're going to see bodies maliciously maimed and mutilated on a daily basis as part of your job. Like that's, it's like being a doctor. Somebody might come in and they might have a, I don't know, a fractured hip. And somebody might come in and they might have their whole kneecap coming out of their, or a Paul George type situation. Like, you get what I'm saying? You don't know what you're walking into. So just to stomach that on a day-to-day basis, depending, and like I'm saying, I'm speaking towards the big cities. Some of the smaller cities, towns, townships, municipal police, they don't really go through this. They don't really, granted, they may see some wild stuff, not saying they don't have their their share of BS, but to say that their day-to-day is consistent with this stuff? No, 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 not at all, not at all. I, I, I strongly disagree. But then, you know, these are the people that, you know, are being demoralized right now. And like I said, I'm not for the police. I never had to call for the police, anything. I'm not saying that I may not. You get what I'm saying? Like I said, it has nothing to do with no street, nothing. It's just that I never had a need to. But to say no police, man, I, I can't. Because I'm just thinking, say, and, and here's the crazy part. I'm thinking past myself. Say, with some, say somebody breaks into your mother's house. Who's she going to call? Granted, if, you, if you're that deep in the street, she can call you. You feel me? And then you're going to go through the hood and you're going to figure it out, put your ears to the streets, and you're going to get that stuff back. But say her son is not you. Or say she don't have a son. Say you're a daughter. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Say your daughter's not in the streets like that. You got to understand, everybody's situation is different, bro. Somebody needs to call somebody for help, protect, and serve. So the point is, is that I'm not over here saying... You know, the police are doing a great, fantastic job because they're not. Because the fact that we could see things or just the things that we are able to be or able to be seen in this day and age because of social media sharing and because of cell phone video cameras being on par with damn near cinema cameras is that we could see these things and we could see it very clear, very clear. And not all these cops are, are good. And let alone not all of them are good. Their intent is not good. And then the thing that I don't even like is that when you see a cop do something as malicious as, say, push the old guy down or beat a guy with a baton or murder somebody, you would actually have cops on that force. You know, they can't technically protest 
And, but, you know, they will find a way to either quit or do something, stop responding to calls or whatever the case is, catch the blue flu. You know, it's so many things that they could go out their way and do just to despite the people or the force for taking side with the people. And I find that to be even crazy. I find that to be crazy. It's like, granted, this dude just went and did some crazy, wild, horrific stuff. Crazy, wild, horrific stuff. So instead of him facing justice like a regular person who you would arrest on a day-to-day -day basis, a perp, you guys feel that you should take a stand in solidarity because one of your brothers are being wrongfully prosecuted. Police. This, and see, that's the stuff that I got an issue with. When the people in the media see that and they or, or read that, you know, and that just that's the propaganda that you don't want working for you. Just being honest. You don't want that type of negative coverage. You know, it's like, why would you want the people? To see you supporting that or in support of that. That's where my confusion is. Is that it's either you see no wrong in what they did. Or that you feel that being one with your brother is more important than justice for the people and their families. And that's why I got an issue with the immunity. That's why I got an issue with the police right now. And that's why I feel that defunding them is not the answer, but getting more funding is the answer. So let's let's talk about answers. Because like I said in the beginning, the easy thing to say is defund the police, abolish the police, get rid of the police. No. Because granted, like, you know, I'm speaking warlords, but if you've seen Seattle and the CHOP and the Chaz, that's what you don't want. That's what you don't want. But that's what you're going to get if you defund the police. Keep talking defund the police and you're going to have a Chaz slash chop situation on your hand brewing and manifesting as the days go on. People walking around calling themselves warlords, holding court in the street, people getting shot and killed. Come on, man. Paramedics don't want to go in because they're not, they don't feel safe. The mayor doing nothing. Like I told people, I say this jokingly. You don't want a place with no police because, like I said, I say this jokingly. Until you look at Yemen, that's what lawlessness truly is. Hunt and gathering. And I'm not saying all of Yemen is like that. And I hate to even use them as a reference or an example. But at the same time, when you look at some of the cases or places within that country that is heavily affected by the lawlessness. Bro, that's why you cannot. It's like restricted to travel there. It is unsafe for human life or American citizens to go there. There's no guarantee if you go there, we can get you back. Talk about traveling, right? But let's let's get back to the point at hand. Let's talk answers. Let's talk answers, man. I feel that the police definitely need more training. More training needs to be a higher standard of, of recruiting to become a police officer. I don't feel that the average Joe could just be say, hey, man, I'm going to go be a cop if I pass the test. I honestly don't feel that is, I feel like being a police officer should be like a driver's license and that should be a privilege. Honestly, it kind of should be like a driver's license. You go take the test, pass the test, the written exam, you take the driving exam, then you get your provisional and then you'll be good to go after six months or a year. You get a, You get your gun or whatever. Because in most cases, I think cops might get trained for like six months. 
six months, eight months maybe. Let's say I'm hoping. Granted, if they have no previous background training, military training, CO training, you know, because, you know, some of those people do switch fields. But just saying an average Joe guy you went to school with, it's like, hey, he could become a cop just because he could pass the test. And granted, the test, I don't feel it because they're asking anything that is, what's the word I'm looking for that's mind-defining questions. I find like, I don't want to say mind to find, because granted, I feel like they do need mental assessments and that, but I don't feel like they're asking questions that say is like, hey, if you don't understand proper social behavior and people interactions and, you know, just common knowledge that you won't pass it. That's how I just strongly feel. Like, I don't feel like it is designed for, to stomp the, the average person. You get what I'm saying? Like, granted, it's it's supposed to be hard, but I don't think it is like, oh, man, this is, like, you know what I'm saying? I think they have harder tests in school. That's why I said, like, you don't even need, like, a diploma to become, like, a local cop, I believe. I think it's like you could do, do it with, like, a GED. Granted, they, they, they might want you to get a diploma and have a diploma, but just saying, like, you're not recommended to be a college graduate to be a cop. You get what I'm saying? You're not recommended to be... To take, like, like I don't know, like, what's their combat training. So I don't want to go out my ass and start quoting things and be inaccurate. But I don't feel like they have, like, a recommended background history of combat training. And then the combat training they're given, I don't find that it to be, like, intensive. And then, you know, just because I watch around, I find that that's another thing, too. They should be well-trained in hand-to-hand combat. I don't feel that you could give somebody combat training, hand-to-hand combat training, proper social interaction, uh, you know, training, written exam, interactions, on-the-field experience in six months before they go out there and interact with a person. I don't think that's even humanly possible because to learn certain hand-to-hand combat and certain trainings, you're going to need at least a year, a year of doing it consistently and executing it at a high level. And I don't feel that you're going to be able to get that in six months. There's like, see, there's a lot of things that's with their training that I just don't feel is possible. So when you start saying defund them, no, you do need to give these guys more money to give them better training, more training. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I know this is like the wrong it's the I know it's the un the not the unpopular opinion, but it's like, bro, you gotta give them more money. You have to. You have to train the police better. You need to give them a, a better selection process, better recruiting process. You get what I'm saying? Like I honestly, when they say defund the police, I agree. They don't need tanks, semi-automatic machine guns, all these, you know, combat military level tr- um uh, weapon, weaponized um, police force. We don't need that. We don't need that. Especially in some of these small cities, local communities, and even in these major cities. I don't know what you guys feel like you're going to war with. And the fact that you feel that you're going to war with your city is the wrong approach in the first place. It's the wrong approach. You're definitely going about this the wrong way. So that's why I feel if you're taking that money and that funding to military to, to to you know get the police on a military level no that's where you need to defund them but this is where you need to or at least take that funding and put it into better training like legitimate better training better recruiters better recruitment better trainees better everything like i said like they should have a non-violent division i feel like that is true at the same time, you don't want the police endangering their life. You don't want, and you see, the thing is, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to definitely say this, and this is probably why, you know, I probably should have said this earlier, but this is probably why my stance on the police is a little bit different, because I'm from like an inner city, small city, community type zone. So a lot of these police officers, you know, either because you might have went to school with them, do you get you get, you know, cuts in the barbershop with them. They might 
be the crossing guard or be there after school, just, you know, patrolling when your kids are out, you know, they might shop and you look, they might, you know, this is not like in some of those major big cities where the police officers can't afford to live in this, the, the big city. But then again, when the police are so intertwined with the community, some of these police officers might've been your security guard in high school or like, you know, granted, you know, some cases like you got police for security. Yeah. But then at the same time, as a kid, if you go two, three, four years, you graduate and you 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 bond with these police officers. You know them, bro. You got to understand, some of these guys are young. You feel me? Young, and I mean like 40 and below. That's young nowadays. And I only say that because they might be into some of the shit you into. Who says they not watching the finals? They not into football. They might not like the baby and the new hot new mixtapes that drop or the hot new rap. Who say they don't like the, the bad girls and, and the pretty chicks and what? You get what I'm saying? Like, y'all might have a lot more that is relatable that you may not even know. But then the point is, is that when you you humanize these experiences, it's like, yeah, man, I don't think these guys are that bad. But then at the same time, in the same local city community, I have had horrible experiences with the police. Horrible. 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 Like I said, these aren't the same cops that I'm seeing every day and I'm interacting with. But then again, I don't have daily interactions with the police. So granted, if you have daily interactions with the police, you should be questioning where you live and your lifestyle. That's just one thing I just want to put out there. But on the other note, like I don't have these interactions. So but when I do have these these few interactions or these instances where I am in front of a police officer, there was a few times that, like I said, it was horrible. It's probably bad training. This is why you need to train these people better, get them into the community more, give them more community outreach. I feel like, you get what I'm saying? I, I'm for that. Put them in the, like, at least in some of these places where they're saying abolish the police and defund the police. You need more police that's from there in there. That's going to help solve and change so much more. Like, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, the police officers that's from there, that's from the community, People are not going to, it's going to be hard to hate the people you like. And if the people you like are policing and protecting your community, those are the people you want there. And it's going to be a better experience. I'm telling you, you need more of that. But then again, I'm saying all these in, and these experiences and these instances, but these are all experiences and instances that weren't able to come about if they weren't put in places like my high school um, the, the after school where I'm picking my kids up or, you know, just in these certain places or I might see them at ShopRite or, or I might see them out about at the club or, you know, they, some of them bounce at the club. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, these are the interactions that help normalize the police. But for the most part, I don't, I don't think defunding them and abolishing them is what you want. What they're doing in Minneapolis, they're wound. They're wowing. Abolish them, but they're wowing. They're wowing. Because I'm trying to understand. Like, they said they're not going to completely abolish them, but I'm reading articles where they're talking about they're about to fully get rid of them. And say, let's hypothetically say they do get rid of the police. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? This is not like a rhetorical question. Are you going to call like your local warlord? Is there going to be... Say there's somebody out there wowing, shooting, shooting and doing wow stuff. Somebody's high on drugs and they're trying to stab somebody. Like, what are you... I'm sorry, bro. This is things that happen in my city or in city or in the cities or in towns over from mine. You feel me? Essex County, just in general. I was just saying my county. These are things that happen in my county, just in general. So when you say you're going to defund the, who are you going to call when things like that happen? Kids want to steal your car and go on a joyride, crash into a local, you know what I mean? Kill somebody, Lord forbid. But these are things that happen. These are like real stories that I've read in the news. Like, but I'm saying, who are you going to call if you go out like Minneapolis and try to abolish your police? I think they're wowing, man. And one thing I will agree on, and I, I give credit, 
um, watching, because I got this from Joe Rogan, and I didn't even look at this aspect, but they're demoralizing the police. You feel me? And I didn't, I never took that into account because when you look at all this, the, the slack that they're getting, all the, the, the heat that they're taking, it's just like, bro, it's like, I'm going to be very frank, who's going to want to be a police officer? So it's going to get to the point that you're saying defund the police, defund the police. It's going to get to the point that nobody going to want to be a police officer. Then it's going to be like you're going to have limited police because no one wants to come and put their life on the line to come and protect and serve you and your community. Because that's technically what they're doing. Just remember that. Just remember that when you're saying defund the police, they're putting their life on the line to protect you and your community the ones that are out there really doing their job and utilizing the taxpayer dollars to the full extent. That's what they're out there doing. And remember this also, this with, I think, firefighter, I'm sorry if I'm drawing a blank, but I'm really trying to think, firefighter and police officer, these are the only two jobs that one of the requirements is you're going to have to put your life on the line and you may not come home to your family on any given night, despite you doing your job to its full ability. Think about that. Think about that. You're talking about defund them. No, let's train these guys up and get better ones in there. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, this is an actual conversation I had with my mom. I was like, hey, the same way how, like, I feel, and there's, like, and this is a true, true thing, too, I feel like I said. I'm not, I'm not saying get rid of the police. I don't think they're, like I said, I'm not feeling like they're doing a great job. I'm not. But I'm not feeling like defund the police. No. You need to fund them, train them up, get them good and ready, because I feel this is another thing, too. To become a police officer, there's no standard. And when you really take that into consideration, it's like with certain jobs, there's like a standard. You have to be, and I'm not saying like with all jobs, like to be a cashier that could get any Joe Small off the street or anything. I'm saying like with to be, like say if you used to work at UPS, they're going to tell you, you're going to need to be able to lift at least 70 pounds. To be a firefighter, you're going to have to at least carry a human body out of a burning building. You get what I'm saying? To be um, the... the what I said, to be in the NBA, you're going to at least need to know how to do the rudimentaries of uh, rudimentals, uh, rudimentary of, uh, of, of uh, um, I'm saying, um, dribbling, shooting, um, you know, passing, like, you know, just the rudimentals. That's it. You got to get the rudimentary done and then you're, you're going to be good. But at the same time, there's none of that for a police officer. There's none of that. There's no, you have to be at least this tall, this strong, this way. But you could be out of shape. You could be short. You could be fat. You could be racist. You could be mentally ill. Granted, I'm some of the things on the latter half, you know, is just a toss-up. But definitely you have seen short, fat, out of shape cops. I've seen them. I see them all the time. I see them all the time. And then you're telling me these are the same people that are scared, too. Don't forget that you got to throw in fear. Because when some of these things happen, or at least when these gruesome acts of murder take place, fear is the first thing that they go to. And I'm like, bro, why are you so scared? Why are you so scared? Why? Why? Granted, I know a lot of it is being trigger happy, but let's really be honest. If you're going to say fear, and let's say you, let's use fear as an actual argument, let's use that as the basis for an argument. Why are you so scared? Why? You get what I'm saying? And it's just like, and and wait, in a lot of these situations that's so crazy is that they're non-lethal situations because the police officer is the only one with the weapon being the aggressor, and they're the one claiming to be scared. And that's why I'm saying there's no standard. You gotta standardize being a cop. Like as much as people may hate it, 
But if you had a whole bunch of retired NBA players that were cops or retired NFL players that was cops, bro, policing will be a different one. They'll be a lot more intimidating. So not saying intimidation is one thing you would need, but if you see a six eight, six five, six foot st- strong guy in shape who've been running a hundred yards up and down a field or back and forth full court for the last 10, 15 years, and they have excellent wind. So you running and getting away is not a situation for them. Or you being too strong or able to overpower them is not even a conversation for them. It'll change the way a lot of these situations turn out. I can, pro- I can promise you that. I can promise you that. I promise you. And not saying there's a, there's, there's cops that's out there that's meatheads. Granted, not to, not to clown them, but you know what I mean. They're in the, they're in the gym working out, hitting the bags. You get what I'm saying? And they and that, that intimidation factor comes with it. But then at the same time, we don't know if they have that win for the chase. They may. They may. Some of them might be on that, that treadmill, the bike, the elliptical, granted. And I give them props. But then at the same time, it's like, look, not every cop is like that. And if you're on a force, let's say, I don't know, say there's like 100 officer, officers in the force. Let's say 20% of the officers are like that. It's only 20 out of... A hundred cops. That's not a lot. So the the amount of times you're going to get a cop that's not going to be in physically great shape and then scared is going to be... It's, it's eight out of ten. You have eight out of ten chances of running into a, a cop. I'm just saying hypothetically if we did that ratio. If, say, 20% of the cops, you had a hundred cops, 20% of them were in shape... Great, athletic, muscular, six foot, you know, excellent shape, 20%. So that means you have 80 cops left. And if 80 cops are working on the street doing the patrol, that means right there you have an 8 out of 10 chance that you're going to run into a cop that might be out of shape, fat, and scared. It's just basic math. Because, and I say, and I hate the put that all on him like that, but I'm more than sure the cop that's in shape, muscular, six foot, heavy confidence. You know, he's getting chicks. He's in the gym. You you already, I already know he's living that lifestyle. His, he's not, he's not fear. He's probably foaming out of, out of the mouth with testosterone. So fear is not something he's worried about. You get what I'm saying? He's probably wait, he's probably waiting for you to act up to give you a good old fashioned ass whooping. I'm just saying. But in most cases, you might just look at the situation, scan it, read the room, and be like, you know what? Yeah, this is not this is not um in the best interest of me <laughs> to act up and act a fool, you know. And there's nothing wrong with that. But then again, that's how most interactions should go. Boom, boom, boom. Yes, officer here, officer cool, bang. If you messed up, you know you messed up. Keep be honest. Some of them might cut you slack. You get what I'm saying? I, I may not all my interactions I've got cut in slack, but at the same time, it, it is what it is. But to be very honest with you, I feel like if you could put a standard in place, that would definitely help change the way the police interactions would go. Because the intimidation from a, a guy that's in shape that's towering over you. That's you get what I'm saying. That that has excellent wind. There's no. I'm sorry. I am sorry. That interaction is gonna go completely different. Completely different. I can already imagine it now. Like yes, officer. Here you go. Boom, boom, boom. Even if you're trying to act up. Like in those cases, and then in the cases where you are gonna act up and say they scan and they see, all right, whoa. These cops out here, they're all like on some muscle head and say they are going to get aggressive and they try to shoot first or do something crazy. And I mean, I mean the perp. Then the cop is justified to use aggressive force in action. And I have no problem with that. If you're shooting at a cop and his job is to put his life on the line to protect and serve his community and you end up being a casualty of trying to be a, a weirdo, it comes with the territory. It comes with the territory. Sorry, you just got to wear that. It comes to the territory. But I feel like that is just 
one of the the the, the instances to help change the the outlook of the police. But you feel me? But then this is this just helps me. But you know, not that you tripped up on my words, because I definitely want to talk about the media. Definitely want to talk about the media. Definitely want to talk about the media. But I definitely want to say, like, these are some of my answers, or at least ways I feel that they could help reform the police. Because we do need police reform. So, yeah. So I feel they need more training, better training, combat training, you know, people's training, communication, de-escalation training, you know. Like, but like I said, just just people, communication training, just being able to go in there and just, just, you know, read the room and just understand, like, yo, what's going on? What? How should I approach this? Okay. Be one with the community. You feel me? So this all comes with that training standardized. These guys got to be in shape. They got to be in shape. They can't be scared. They got to be fit. I feel like these are all things that are important in in the police reform. And more training and have more guys coming from the... And better recruiting. And better recruiting, too. Pick guys that are from the city that have great aspirations to change the city with great hope, great bright futures. This is what you want, man. Great young talent, man. This is what you really, really want. I feel like I'm out here recruiting, man, for president. But, like, I'm being honest. This is the things you want. But... Let's talk about the media. Get my water. Let's let's talk this media, man. We gotta talk this media. The media. And I swear, bro, they are a mother. They are a mother. The media. The media. These people are given, they're clearly on their own agenda. They're clearly on their own agenda. They're clearly... All right, so let me say this. Let me say this. I don't think Donald Trump is a horrible president. I think he did do some good things for the country. I did think he helped, you know, bring more money, jobs. Granted, he did help appeal to his base and supporters. But then at the same time, for the overall, I did feel... Some of the things that were done did help the overall majority, even if you're cutting slack to Bezos and some of these other guys. But at the same time, <clears throat> I don't think he's completely horrible. But then at the same time, I don't think he's completely good. I think he's wild. I think he's he's, he's very funny as a person of some of the stuff he does. I can't I can't even lie. This guy's some nut. But then at the same time, I don't I don't feel like, how could I put it? I feel my opinion of Donald Trump has been assessed based off of me. And I think that's very important to say because I didn't need any media influence, any news articles, or anything to... You get what I'm saying? To think what I think of Donald Trump. I watched the State of the Union. I fact-checked everything he said. Some of it was true. Some of it was on the fence. And some of it was just like, all right, he's just being Trump. But for the most part, for the stuff that is true, you have to be very honest with. He did do that, and he did accomplish that. And then with that being said, you know, he did did do what he did. So... As someone who is a creator and who's always been fighting for my credit, I I have no problem giving someone credit for what they've done. Now, like I said, the Muslim ban, I think, was wild. Him building the wall, I think, was crazy. A few other things he's done and said is crazy. A lot of allegations, crazy. He technically did get impeached, crazy. Like, there's so much other things that's being surrounded with. Almost everyone he was associated with in his original cabinet has either quit, turned against him, or gone to jail. Crazy. 
Like, it's just so much negativity, bad clouds surrounding him that I could just look at objectively and be like, yeah, like, come on, man. Like, I don't know. But then at the other stuff, you could look at objectively and be like, yeah, he did do that. He did do that. So we got it. We got to give give him his credit. Now, I say all that to say this. This is not some big spew for Trump. Oh, man. No, no. I just told you. Yeah, the stuff that I, you got to give him the credit for stuff he did. But the stuff that I'm like, hey, bro, this is a little bit wild, nutty. I can't get behind to support that. But hey, look, I, 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 I could think I see your vision. But at the same time, hey, but at the same time, not to be redundant, but it's I had to assess and make this decision on my own. And by me doing that, I was able to find out and see the media, they hate Donald Trump. <clears throat> and that's totally fine. That's totally fine. The media can hate who they want and slander whoever they want. It's totally fine. But the thing that makes what I just said a contradiction, because it's totally wrong, is that the media should be giving you the news as a plain Jane article. It shouldn't be any opinionated pieces. We shouldn't be leaning towards this. Honestly, like I hate to say it, but you have the Fox and the Capitol Hill and the CNBC, CNBC and the CNN. And they all, they will all tell you the same article differently. And I hate to say it, I watch them all. But I watch them all just to be like, wait, what? And then I, I find myself somewhere towards the Fox Capitol Hill lane because I'm like, it's kind of less, like I hate to say it, it's less slandering of Trump. Not saying that I'm for Trump, but at the same time, it's like, how am I saying it? It's like just the, the best way to relate it. It's like DJ Academics. It's like listen to him talk about a Nav album when you knowingly know he does not like Nav. So he's going to bring up everything about Nav he does not like that Nav did to cheat, all his features that was fake, everything. Like you get what I'm saying? He's just going to go on a fuel rate, a fuel, a rage fuel tirade on just like, bro, this guy is not the one. And I'm like, I get it. You don't like him. So I'm not expecting you to speak with a non-biased, non-objectively, you get what I'm saying? But at the same time, why is the news doing that? That is a problem. The news shouldn't be doing that. The news should be telling you the news as the news occurred. I started noticing this, though. Before the protest, this was probably in the summer of 2019, I would read an article and I would have to get probably three quarters down to the article to either a get what I get what I clicked on. Like, I, I kid you not. Like it would be like new pizza coming out in fall. I will click there and they would have a full three, four articles about the pizza industry, what they've been doing, why they need innovation, how the pizzas of yesteryear is going away. And this new pizza coming out is going to change the world. No, I'm not even lying. You'd be like three, four articles of just filler, filler. It's kind of like, wait, the best way for me to put it is like if you watch a YouTube video. I noticed like the first two minutes of most videos from big channels is filler. It's like a minute and a half of, hey, you want to know how to do this? Hey, check this video out right now. Spin intros feel. Well, if you're here now, you're going to learn how to do this. And wait, don't forget to subscribe and click. And I kid you not. Like it's a full, it's like just pure filler then like five minutes in you finally get to what you clicked on the video for or four paragraphs in you finally get to what the news article is about i apologize for that but it's just a rant that's just been killing me like i've been noticing this i'm like why is there so much filler i understand that you're trying to keep retention and and it's all about the ads and the viewership but see that's what's wrong if you're making news or content for the ads 
It's different than making news and content for the people because you're reporting on what's happening. Because you're not trying to appease the people looking for the news. You're trying to appease the ads. You're trying to get the bag. And that's a problem. That's a, con that's a conflict of interest. You're putting your monetary needs above the views and the, the non-objective views of the public. And that is a problem. That is a problem. And that's what I got an issue with. That's why I said the whole thing about Trump and everything. I could make up my own decision on why I don't like Donald Trump. And I could tell you why I don't like Donald Trump. And I could to decide that on my own why I don't like Donald Trump. But then at the same time, I could tell you what he did do. And we got to give credit to what he did. And if he could keep doing things like this and have it fluctuate and, you know, permeate through many more industries, this could be very promising and pro promising for a lot of uh, industries and peoples and jobs and opportunities. But then at the same time, I could tell you why I dislike these people without the news spinning their own narrative on why I shouldn't like them. And I think that that's what a lot of it is out here today. Whether, and like I said, this is, I use Donald Trump as an example. Granted, he's a hot topic election year. But then, like I said, with the YouTube videos or say like I click on a link about a new pizza coming out, is all this filler and all this opinionated narrative that they want you to read before you get to the actual article. So they already have you brainwashed or on a on the edge of where you should kind of be going and directed. And by the time you get to the article, your opinion on, on this is already decided. And that's the thing that I don't like. No, let me decide on my own. I don't need your help. I don't. I don't need your help to, to know racism is bad. Like, this is, my, this is my thing. Racism is bad. Protesting is good. Coronavirus, very bad. Donald Trump, eh, he's on the fence. He could be good, bad, indifferent, but for the most case, yeah. But I say it like that to say this. You will watch the news, and the news will tell you the protests are good. The news will tell you the rioting is justified. The news will tell you coronavirus is real, and then make you scared and worried when Donald Trump goes does a rally. And I'm only saying that, like I said, not a Trump supporter. Don't vote. Not registered as a Republican. None of that. I'm just giving you my views. And I say this to be like, I literally turned to my girl when we was watching the protest. And I was like, the first thing I said, I was like, yo, what, what happened to the coronavirus? Like, I swear to God. I swear, I swear. It's not more so what happened to the coronavirus. It might have went like, what happened to social distancing? Because there's no way in hell you could social distance in a protest this big, this close. And it's state to state. So I'm like, that's the first thing I said. Like I said, look, protesting for for the rights. As, and I'm a black man too. So I'm all for the protest, peaceful protest. Go out there, get your message heard. Look, if you got to get all unruly, I'm not for that. But don't go destroy local businesses. Have an attack on the people, the man, you know. But at the same time, keep it peaceful. But it's like you would read all this protest is good, protest is good. And they're not telling you nothing about the coronavirus. But then at the same time, I turn around and I'm just like, yo. Donald Trump is doing a rally and they want you to be scared and worried about the coronavirus and the coronavirus uptake and the coronavirus. And I'm like, no, you want you want to do this because you don't like Donald Trump. And I get it. F Trump. I ain't got no problem saying, like I said, I don't vote. I don't register in either way. I have my views and they're just what it is. You feel me? But at the same time, I, I don't feel that you should be like telling the news if you don't like Donald Trump. You should tell the news because... You have no bias, and this is the news. And that's my issue. Like, don't spin a narrative that's going to work for you or that's working for you because that doesn't work for me or the other people out there who just came to see the news.
like I said, we could figure out on our own that he's a horrible person. We could figure out on our own that the coronavirus is real, that social distancing is real. And if somebody's sick or coughing in the crowd, that's all it takes, mask or no mask, for a few germs to spread. And then the next thing you have is a mass infection. We know this is real. We've, we saw the news articles. I'm watching the news. Hey, the uptake is coming up. This, that, and the third. Like, but I'm going to be honest, but that's another part with my media rant. It's like, hey, that's why I had to leave the media alone. Had to leave the media alone. It's like you do too much of them, and it's like you're you're in a whole different world, whole different world. I had to leave them alone, like I said, because they would have you thinking the Trump rallies are coronavirus breeding grounds, and the protests are not. And I'm like I said, I'm a black man. I'm all for the the police reform. Like I just said, I just gave like forty minutes, thirty minutes on just what's right with the police, what's wrong with the police, what we need to fix with the police, and how we should fix the police. So I, you feel me? Like I said, it's easy to say defund the police. It's easy to say that. I gave every instance and situation of how we should be approaching the police and the future with police. So like I said, but it's easy to say some of these things. Easy to say F down. No, man, you guys, that's why I had to detox, man. You get what I'm saying? I'm all for the protests. I'm all for the peaceful protests. But there's no way in hell you're telling me that if that many people could gather for a Trump rally, that the coronavirus is brewing, that 50,000 strong in some of these places worldwide protesting is not a breeding ground for the coronavirus as well. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Let's not pick sides. Let's just tell the news. Because I was concerned when I seen it. Because I'll be very honest with you, it happened so fast. That's the only thing I could think about. When people was outside protesting, I think it was like the early June, maybe end of March, early June, you know, end of May, early June. The coronavirus was still, we were still locked down in some places, fully locked down. We were, some places wasn't even in phase one. I'm on the East Coast and I know that for a fact. So when I'm seeing people outside protesting and we still got an eight o'clock curfew, no groups of bigger than 25, parks are closed, you can't get a haircut, all this stuff, you feel me, because of social distancing. And I'm like, you could come out and protest. I'm like, wait, what happened to social distancing? What happened? Like, for real, man. For real. But look. That's just like maybe I maybe I'll be just going off, man. I just be ranting too hard, but sometimes I just need to get this stuff off my chest. I just gotta let this breathe. I just gotta really, really just like let this breathe. Let y'all just hear how I feel in this moment right now. You feel me? Cause ain't ain't no better time than now. But it's like It's like I heard Candace Owens say, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And I believe in that. I know a lot of y'all don't like Candace Owens, but some of the things she says is true. Some of the things Candace Owens said, there, I said it. Some of the things Candace Owens says is true. Whether this is going to be the place and time I sit here and debate that, I'm not sure. But I can sit here and stand behind. That's why I do watch her videos and I do see some truth in it. I feel 95% of it is like, whoa, she's probably in the sunken place. But then at the same time, there's that 5% that when you hit, you hit. And it's like, how do you answer for this? You get what I'm saying? And then it's like, there is no answer. And a lot of people just really sit there twiddling their thumbs just like, yeah, but she said this. And I'm like, yeah, but what does that have to do with this or the main issue at hand? And I'm like, come on. Like, come on. It's like some of the things Candace Owens said about black-on-black -black crime, she got nailed to the cross about. But I literally saw clips of ASAP Rocky literally saying that. Granted, he got his backlash for it, but it's not to say that what he said wasn't true. But then again, like I'm saying is that it's not to say what they're saying about black on black crime and police brutality. No, 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 no. I feel like all of it is wrong. That's just where I stand. I feel that the police 
reform is needed because they're wilding and I feel black on black crime is wrong. We don't need guns in the communities. We need better policing of the communities to stop the black on black crime. So you get what I'm saying? I feel like all of this goes hand in hand. I don't feel that one is like, you know, mutually safe from one, you get what I'm saying, from the other. So I feel like they go hand in hand. But like I said, this is not the time and place for me to sit here and debate Candace Owens. But believe me, if you used to sit there and just watch and listen on some of the stuff or some of her debates, it's hard to really like, you know, like, all right. But then again, there's a lot of stuff that she is either leaving out. Like I said, 95% is like, bro, what about this? You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of stuff, whether it's laws or just truths about racism that she's just not addressing that I'm just like, wait, how are you not addressing this? But at the same time, it's like the stuff that she does hit and she gets very deep and factual on. She is, you know, she's she's sharp. She's sharp. She's a trending figure for a reason. Let's just say that. But look, that's enough, man. I think it's been like an hour. You know, yo, feel free, hit me up at any time. Piff Beats, Twitter, Instagram. I must start posting more. I've been real idle on my social media platforms. But like I said, I just took a real media break because the news and social media and all this Black Lives Matter, it's like I'm I'm a, and wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Black Lives Matter rant too. I'm gonna do that probably later this week. I'm gonna do I'm definitely doing one. I don't know, it might not be a popular one, but it definitely needs to happen. But when you hear it, let me know. We'll go from there. But hit me up. Let me know. The Daily Heat Check Smokecast, man. It's your boy, Piff Beats. We out.